Manx Radio Podcasts, powered by Shaw. Well, hello and welcome to Countryside here on Manx Radio with Kerry Kerman and myself, Simon Clark. And the conclusion, Kerry, on this week's programme of the Alaman Prime Stock Show. Yes, a fantastic turnout. I think it's been a, a great show all round the live section and also the carcass competition at the Isle of Man Meats Plant. It was a fantastic turnout. Yeah, and who were you catching up with there? Alan Crane, I think was there, wasn't he? Yes, yeah. the President's yeah. final event, Alan Crane, and also Ben Kelly, the procurement officer. So we'll have the full results in this week's programme. And also, I had a chat with Bernard Warden, who is the Director of Environment, Safety and Health at DEFA. Um, obviously, recently it's been highlighted about um, you know the dangers of building sites being left open, um, particularly, I suppose, for the younger generation. There's lots of uh, dangerous items uh, you know, can cause serious harm on building sites. And of course, I had a chat with Bernard about whether, you know, there's how many dangers are on farmyards and particularly ponds and, and dubs that are around the farmyards that may not be too close in view, you know, from the farmyard. So uh, be catching up with him. And also, uh, you've been, well, it's been a while since we've had the young farmers. Yes, it's all changed again with their recent AGM. And uh, they've got a fantastic calendar ahead of them and a, and a busy few months coming up. So you can listen now to it all in full detail. Manx Radio's Countryside is brought to you by NFU Mutual. <laughs> On last week's programme, we heard about the results from the live section of the Prime Stock Show. And this week, we went along to see the second part of the show at the Isle of Man Meets. Alan Crane, the last event as president of the Royal Manx Show Society. What a great success. Absolutely. it was um, The live show side of it was fantastic. There's got to be in excess of 250, 300 people there. I mean, the success maybe was down to change it to a night time. We had three new classes which incorporated some young stock and the calf classes, which I think was a fantastic success. Hopefully we'll uh, work and make it bigger in the, into the future. Well, there's a heck of a good turnout of the young farmers as well. They came along and joined in your event too. Absolutely. I don't think I've seen so many young farmers in, in one, at a stock judge. And there must have been 70 plus. They showed <laughs> enthusiasm and you know, they were all very well and uh, they all done very well. The scores were quite high. They also come last night for the carcass show. There was you know, a good 30 or 40 of them here last night again. And again, the scores are so high, so there is enthusiasm and the skill is there. But not only that, the catering ladies had a bit of a job on uh, Monday night as well. Oh, they had a bit of a nightmare, to be fair. I mean, I've got, I've got to thank Claire and Anne and Dennis Duggan. They provided a marvellous service. I think we were all well fed until they ran out. <laughs> the poor ladies just didn't know what had hit them, I don't think. There was usually there's 30 to 40 people there at a fat stock show, and on average this year there was, say, 250 plus. They worked the socks off, you know. We had, even had the governor and the deemster. They come and showed the faces and uh, stayed to the very end. But the quality of the stock, uh, Alan, it certainly showed on that night, but it's certainly come through here tonight at the actual carcass competition. Absolutely. I mean, the standard of stock at the live show was, was outstanding. If we could show you in the, the freezes, it's still outstanding. The carcasses are fantastic. They are well to look at. They're hanging well. They're killing out percentages as well. So the Manx farmers are doing it right. And these animals, they'll be auctioned off tonight to butchers? No, not this year. Unfortunately, the butchers were asked, but they declined. So luckily, Shoplite have come in and they're going to pay a premium or have offered to pay a premium on, on the meat for this year. Hopefully, maybe the butchers will come back in the future and we can go back to the old days where they, they were auctioned off because they sell the primes, carcasses, 
the other man can produce. And it was always so lovely to see the rosettes and the silverware in the butcher's shop windows. It's something that you don't really see anymore. They're still supporting local though, especially ShopRite. Absolutely. It would be nice to see the trophies and, and have the, the names of the exhibitors displayed on whoever buys it and maybe a picture with the winner and the rosettes, you know, it would be a nice tradition to go back to. Do you know what the judge was actually looking for in particular? Because a lot of people, they want the best eating experience. You know, they always say the Aberdeen Angus, the native breeds have a lot more fat and it cooks better at home and, and the housewife prefers it. But people are maybe pushing towards the lean meat more and more now they're, you know, the less fat. Um, I don't know so much. I mean, the, he was a good traditional judge in Dave Overfield. He picked a real nice carcass. It wasn't over fat. It was a U3L, which is good quality it's going to yield a lot of meat that's what he, he said in his in his overall account of it there was a lot of cover on it just a nice cover of fat and it was it was just it is a nice carcass and it's the same go for the lambs They're just a nice yield of carcass and they'll they'll eat very well and i see the farmers have got quite a tight window to follow in what animals they produce obviously they're at a very high quality and and high welfare standards on the on the local farms you know is it is it more and more difficult for people to get the correct animals for what the supermarket or for the what the butcher wants? No, I don't think so. I think the Manx farmers are very, very well adapting into different situations. They seem to be able to go out and produce what the, the butchers and the shop and the, and the consumers want. They seem to be amazing at adapting to these changing breeds. They can change it very quickly and supply the market what we want. I mean, everything up there tonight is, is fantastic. You know, we'll all eat well. And, and all the stock produced on the Isle of Man is, is of a high health status it's got the minimum mileage from farm to fork. I don't think you'll ever get better meat, so you need to buy local as much as you possibly can. So all in all, Alan, it's been an absolutely superb prime stock show, and with a few changes, it's really, really brought it back to life. It seemed to. I mean, as I say, it's my last event as president. I'd like to just say thank you to all our sponsors and say the Caitlin ladies, and I said, could go on and on. There's so many sponsors yeah, and a big thank you needs to go to our, our secretary, Christine. This is her last event, and without her, we're going to be lost. I know Carol's learning the, the ropes, but she's going to be a hard act to follow. But it's nice to see the young stock heading home from the mart the other night, Alan, and they'll be back out for the, probably the Royal Manx show in the summertime. It was great to see the young handlers and the young stock showing, and hopefully they'll be back for the summer shows, and hey, who knows, they might be back for next year's live shows or, or even go on to the carcass shows, some of them. Yeah, it's, it was a great success, that class. And even the breeding heifer class, there were some of the best animals I've seen in the, in the mart ring there for a long, long time. I don't think you'll see them again for a while. They were fantastic. Well turned out and well shown. Ben Kelly, you're the procurement officer for Isle of Man Meats. You obviously saw these cattle live on Monday and now you've seen them in carcass form. What do you think of the standard? Well, excellent standard this year. Like, you know, as you know, as for every year, you know, it was an excellent, excellent show of cattle, you know, live and dead well finished and an excellent turn great to see so many people there as well lots of young farmers this year as well made a difference having it at night and are they the right weight and the right specification for what the meat plant wants yeah overall they've been very well finished you know i mean that's what like it seems to be the customers we deal with are looking for a lot more finish on the cattle now and the lambs and stuff just it seems to be the flavor and the fat that seems to be what people are looking for some bigger cattle in there, but no, and the lambs, you know, a lot bigger, but no, overall, very good. Like, pigs are excellent. Uh, you know, carcasses, as always, Sean, brilliant. And also, you have the shop right here to buy. You know, they're a good customer of Isle of Man Meats. Very good. Our biggest customer, yeah. You know, they're given uh, 
a prima and all the carcasses they're buying. So. And is it a struggle to compete against the cheaper imports that are coming onto the Isle of Man? It is. Like you say, I mean, like you say the housewife will only pay so much. You know, it is, meat is expensive. But at the end of the day, we, sh- we can always sell it because we have quality here. It is difficult, but the welfare standards on these farms for the livestock, you know, they, they are treated second to none. Everything that comes in here is farm assured, you know, everything met to the highest welfare standards. I mean, we've just had a two million pound refurb in here. Everything is, everything's been redone. And it's, it's spot on. And do you have internet sales as well? It's something we've looked into, you know, we've been talking to um, oh, Donald Russell in Scotland about doing sort of thing, like an online retail sort of thing like so you know that's something definitely we should we're going to be looking into right? and our judge here today david overfield he did a sterling job yes he did it's always going to be open to interpretation but you know i think he did a fantastic job and was his mindset into what he could sell you know the carcass yes, was uh, what he could sell he's judged it as a butcher buying like you say there was other carcasses there worthy of the prize fitting the butcher's spec yeah he's chose what he would buy himself so it's Good. The Fat Stock Show or Prime Stock Show is well supported every year. Do you see many dips in numbers or is it still coming up? This year certainly it's made a big difference, you know, having the show at night. I've never seen it so busy, you know, at Knock Halo. And yet again tonight, it's been another fantastic... And Young Farmers on the Monday night as well, the judging, I mean, hardly room to move. Like, you know, so it's great to see, you know, that's the future. For the industry, like, and the plant. Well, that's it. It's nice to see there's a lot of enthusiasm, you know, within the agricultural industry. It's just getting the the marketing above board and moving forward. Yes, it's always going to be, you know, we're an island. It's always going to be difficult. We've got to compete. Like, everything the farmers buy in is always going to be £60 a tonne dearer, you know, and when the stuff has been slaughtered, we've got to get it out as well. So there's a cost again, trying to pitch that into a UK market trying to compete on price because price is what it comes down to but if we've got the quality it gives us a chance that was alan crane the president of the royal manx show and ben kelly the procurement officer for isle of man meets okay there sounded to be a pretty a lot of interest shown uh, on the final phase of it as, as to what who was going to win and get prizes yeah it was um the standard was really high this year and there was a strong competition and especially in the second phase at the isle of man meets it was just a fantastic display of quality livestock and a great turnout. And I think the introduction of it being evening and also the new classes has brought it back to life. It's yeah, it was a fantastic event. Yeah, was the was the representatives from all areas of livestock there? Yeah, there was a great turnout, especially in the beef section. But also, it was nice to see the deemster and the governor all coming along to show you know, their support towards agriculture and the enthusiasm from the young farmers. It was it was really really good. Uh, did they nip home with a bag of chops uh, <laughs> with them? Did they as well? <laughs> well, health and safety. In recent times, uh, there's been press releases highlighting the dangers of building sites being left um, open and access to the public and mainly I suppose focused on on the youngest people uh, which can get in there and you know they can really hurt themselves on building sites a lot of uh, dangerous items there well I spoke to Bernard Warden who is the director of environment safety and health at DEFA to find out with farms and areas of the countryside are the different dangers and maybe different rules the same rules apply basically and the same standards should be uh, should be achieved anybody that runs a business needs to make sure that that business is as safe as reasonably practicable 
and they need to identify the risks associated with that business, be they risks to their employees, to themselves, or indeed members of the public who might uh, who might use their land. Farmers, of course, and farm workers in the past, I suppose, have, there's a lot of dangers on farmyards and the surrounding areas. I mean, were the older generation a little bit different than the modern ones? I think that's very difficult to say, but in general terms, farmers tend to be... Um, they spend a lot of time on farms. They're born and raised on them, and they can be uh, quite familiar with the uh, with the risks that are present. And as such, they do understand uh, the ways to control those risks. That's not always the case, however, unfortunately. And from time to time, we hear, thankfully, in the last five years, during my time living and working on Ireland, we haven't had any major incidents. But across the UK, there have been some really nasty incidents that that, that have occurred on farms. Your experience away, have you had to to go and investigate these yourself? Uh, Yes, I I have indeed, yes. There have been a a number of unfortunate incidents. Probably the most distressing was uh, was a young boy who was the son of the the farmer and his wife and a 10-year-old who was killed on an ATV, a quad bike accident, while on the farm. I don't want to do that sort of investigation many times more in my career. We just spoke about farmers growing up with the risks, but is there information available that can maybe explain more risks than they never really have thought about in the past? Obviously, there's belts and pulleys, don't stick your finger in, obvious things. The main risks are there. They've always been there. They revolve around plant and equipment, tractors, slurry pits, slurry tanks, the animals themselves. Mm. Animals are powerful and uh, sometimes unpredictable. There are a number of significant risks and the the best way to ensure safety is to identify those risks up front, to introduce reasonable proportionate controls and make sure that you, your team of employees and members of the public are made aware of what they need to do to keep themselves safe. I've always thought about a a lot of farms or even areas that were farms and now they're just public houses and they came with dubs and ponds maybe there i suppose when the pond and or the dub is close to the farm everyone's keeping an eye on it but there are some sort of a little bit more further away from the farmyards isn't there indeed yes again it's down to uh, carrying out a risk assessment if you think that the the farm is in an area where members of the public are likely to gain access and if the physical condition of the uh, of the pond or dub is of concern, i.e., if it's more than eighteen inches deep, and if, if the banks are likely to be make it difficult to uh, to get out of it should you fall into it, then you need to be taking measures, and those measures are dependent upon the the, uh, the level of risk. It's very much a, a common sense approach to uh, to dealing with risk. I know, and I've read certain uh, leaflets as well about people wherever they are in the world just diving in a dub or a pond and swimming and the cold water has zapped them like that and been a a tragic circumstances too. You're quite right still water looks inviting especially on a hot day it can be incredibly dangerous so if you're the if you're the owner of a piece of land in which a stretch of water like that exists then you have to carry out that assessment if there is a danger that somebody is going to be attracted to dive in and there, there is that level of risk you have to prevent it when I say prevent, the, the law requires uh, people who run businesses to do that which is reasonable to prevent the risk. One last thing, I suppose people listening will be thinking that uh, oh, the, the health and safety is going mad and they'll be round at every farm to fine us and all that. But you don't want these things to happen. You have had experience of investigating these things. Preventative action is the key and you're there to help, aren't you? Very much so, yes. You, you raise a good point. 
anybody that has any questions at all about health and safety and how they, they think they should go about con- uh, controlling the risks on their farm, please feel free to give us a call. We get much better results working with people. Bear in mind, people who work on farms are the ones that really know all about the, the, the hazards and the risks associated with their piece of land, with their business. So we can work closely with those to get it right up front to avoid the incidents occurring in the first place, and that's always a good place to be. And if anyone wants to contact uh, the department about any health and safety uh, information or help? We would be very pleased to hear from them, and the best way of uh, getting in touch with us is over the phone, and it's 686 247. Bernard Warden, the Director of Environment, Safety and Health at DEFA there, with some advice and there are a lot of dangers, farmers, and particularly when we were talking about um, dubs and ponds that may not be right next to the farms where children, for instance, can sort of walk onto the land and may be vulnerable to it, and particularly not just the, the deep water, that cold water sim as well, where people just go in and think, oh, yeah, I'll have a swim mm-hmm. in the cold water. I've seen lots of posters about the dangers of that. So some some good advice there, and, and they are there. That's the important thing. You know, they're not there to slap red tape on everything as Bernard was saying they want to try and make the environment safer for everybody you know and and they're there on the end of the phone line for advice as well yeah it's nice to have someone to turn to and like you say seek advice and you know it's the prevention isn't it of something that can really be fatal yeah well I was uh, messing with a turnip drill when I was a youngster pretending it was on a motorbike and Pulled it and knocked the wood out from underneath and it rolled over and broke my leg. <gasps> Goodness so, me, yeah, it's in a so blink of an eye. It can happen just like that. Manx Radio's Countryside is brought to you by NFU Mutual. Well, Kerry, it's been a while since uh, we've caught up with the Alaman Young Farmers Federation and... Uh, you popped along to speak to a couple of them because there's been some significant changes in the Federation. Yes, that's right. They had their recent AGM and I went along to see Finn Creer, the new chairperson, to hear all about it. I was voted in as chairman, taken over from Jamie Watterson. Rob Watterson from the Southerners took over as the vice chairman. Kelly Keenan remains the treasurer and Angela Tia retired as secretary after 11 years. Thanks to her for all the good work she's done over the years. Really appreciate it. Yeah. Hayley Crow from the Eastern has took over the role for Manda as the secretary. All new and exciting ideas for the year ahead, I imagine. Also, Finlow, at the uh, AGM, you have your Federation Awards, and this year there was uh, some new faces. The R. Watson Shield for the Best Young Farmer was first was Michael Convig. The Bibby's Cup for the Best Lady Farmer, they get a sash and go around at the show, that was Kayleigh Cool. And the Glen Down Award for the Best Young Farmer at Stock Judging Overall was Michael Convig again. This is for the Federation Awards, but also in each club, the four clubs, they have their own annual dinners. Yeah, they, they have an annual dinner where um sit-down meal and an awards evening for all. There's lots of uh, memorial trophies being presented over the years, and it's great to see them getting handed out to lots of different members. The Young Farmers, they do an awful lot for charity. It's not just one point in the year, it's all throughout the whole of the year. There's one campaign coming up this year that uh, Rob Watterson seems to have a lot of information about, which is the blood campaign. Yeah, we're hoping to do a campaign this year in partnership with the Federation in England, trying to get as many of us to all give blood. It's a good one to do. 
Federation have even put a prize up for the best selfie when taking part. I think it's about four grand they're willing to give. So if you're not scared of needles, go along and uh, get the blood taken. Yeah, everybody coming down and have a go. It's, it's going to be worthwhile. You never know when you might need it. Also, you have an, a young farmers netball team. You know, it's not just agriculture that you're involved in. There's a lot of sports events, obviously the concert as well. How do people get involved with it? Well, we've recently over the years tried to adjust the young farmers and like sports as something that always seems to get quite a lot of good turnout. And we really need to, as well as keeping up with the traditional events, bring up these new events and it brings people in to don't necessarily have to be farmers or even decent speakers or even anything just turn up for a netball match or a social or football or whatever. So this year, any new events coming up, Finlow? You've obviously got the the usual events, which is the public speaking and the and the concert. But in September, there's the Young Farmers Week. Yeah, we're hoping to pack it out fully and maybe even have a charity ball at the end of it, trying to make raise as much money as we can for charity and get a lot more new recruits, get ourselves out and about and in the media and showing that we are still here and trying to get members to join. And what we do, it's a seven-day event. Uh, every day you'll maybe have an event, come and take part. We're trying to figure out some already, but every day and have something and try and bring your friend nights or whatever. Anything that just to get more people and more members and make it a laugh for everyone to enjoy, keep our members happy. And also this year you'll be travelling away to the, the northern area. Rob, what will this entail? Well, there'll be a couple of teams for tug of war, men's and the ladies. Hopefully we even have a fencing team this year. There's the standard stock judging competitions, but then there's all the fun comps as well, like pallet challenge and obstacle race. So it's something for everybody to have a go at. It's always a good weekend, get to see new faces from across and make some new friends. And it's quite a social club, the Young Farmers. Oh yeah, it's like we all get along at the end of the day, even though we're from different points around the island. But when you come together, you all know each other. We know each other's families pretty much. And uh, yeah, we all, always like to help out each other if we can. And you've got a good few events coming up, Finlow. You've got the annual charity rugby match that's very well attended. At Vagabonds every year on Boxing Day in, in memorial for Paul Cleland and a lot of their, his relatives and stuff are in the Eastern. And so it's quite a big match and a lot of his friends were in the Young Farmers. He was a good, proud Young Farmer, I think. So it's always a well-attended event anyway. And what's your favourite event, Rob? I, I love doing the Boxing Day rugby game just because I think it brings everybody together. And it's nice to interact with other, like, well, especially like with Vagabonds rugby team, different people to interact with. And we always make a good bit of money for it, for a special cause, for whatever it is we pick for the day. But I also quite like going away to the Northern area there's lots to do over there. We can try and make some new contacts for some people to come over to the island. And you're having many visitors this year to the island. I know you've had the recent Stockman of the Year. Is this something you're going to look at maybe? Uh, yeah, we'll hopefully get over to some of the Northern Area meetings and see what we can uh, come up with, see if they'll let us hold any events or even do some club exchanges with some clubs away just to keep you know different experiences and you make a friend you make a friend forever don't you so and how do people get involved with the isle of man federation of young farmers basically they can uh, find us on facebook and messages and somebody will surely get in contact with you or you can also find it individual club facebooks and but like we say it's not just all agriculture there's lots of sports events there's lots of public speaking and and generally just meeting up and having a great time but you know it's given people the platform to move forward and do other things in the future works well because i remember when i first started i didn't like public speaking at all got asked to do a couple and yeah it's really helped me come out and like became chairman a few years ago of the southern now Vice Chairman for the Federation, all the events help you as a person grow and become better at even your own job and life. Yeah, even from a young child, from the age of 10 onwards? It's 10 to 36 on the Isle of Man, so 
we try and hold events for them as well, as well as just junior public speakings and stuff like that. But even likes of Laser Mayhem and we have sports for the younger ages and everything just to keep everyone engaged and, you know, your members start from that young up. If you don't support them sort of members, you're going to have no one in 20, 10 years' time. And recently they've obviously brought on a new netball team. You know, it's, it's a very popular sport here on the Isle of Man. You've got a good turnout. Uh, yeah, I think there's uh, 10 or so members in the netball team. I don't know really what leagues they're in or anything. I'm not a netball follower, <laughs> but I believe they're doing quite well and they seem to be quite determined at it, yeah. And it'll be encourage some of the younger girls maybe to come to Young Farmers because it is a way to get into the Sunday morning Isle of Man Manx Netball Association leagues. Yeah, hopefully. Um, I think they're going to try and uh, recruit a few younger members and get them involved with the team and train them up and everything. That was Finlow Career and Rob Watterson from the Federation of Young Farmers. Big changes in the Fed then. Yes, and they've got some great events planned for the whole year and it's nice they've got a bit of a, a calendar already written up so people People can put it in their diaries. And they've got some fantastic charity events as well. What's this um, big one they're running about the blood? Yeah, they're trying Mm. to uh, bring as many people on board to donate blood, give blood. And um, yeah, it's it's a great movement to be involved in because there's such a big number of people. And they've got a lot of uh, prize money up for grabs as well to uh, have the best selfie while getting your blood taken. Mm. Mm. Interesting. (laughs) (laughs) But uh, it seems to be... um, one of the things they're always looking because obviously the federation has changed so much hasn't it you know the the interest in certain competition because of the i suppose the decline in young farmers that are actually in farming and they're trying to move little things to important things in life in a way that's it they're they're trying to say it's not all about agriculture anymore it's it's a lot of different uh, avenues people can go down and obviously doing great charity work and sports and drama and acting it's giving those kids a platform to start off somewhere and to go on to bigger things and they've got a great movement here on the isle of man and uh, a great calendar ahead so hopefully you know more people will get involved manx radio's countryside is brought to you by nfu mutual well that was this week's countryside hope you enjoyed that the latest news from the young farmers and of course uh, some advice from bernard warden and uh, of course don't forget they are there at defer to give any sort of advice on health and safety or how you can prove things there just free of charge so uh, give them a shout with that and of course uh, all the results and from a successful prime stock show, Kerry. Yeah, it was a real, real good show and so well organised. So we look forward to next year now. It is indeed. That's all, though. Until next week on Countryside from Kerry and myself, Simon Clark. We'll see you then. Ta-da. Bye-bye. Don't sit in the slow lane. Join the fast lane right now with Shaw's all-new Superfast Plus Broadband. Enjoy more bandwidth, amazing speeds and the best value on the island from just £23.95 per month. So don't be left behind. Get a piece of the high-speed action with Superfast Plus Broadband from Shaw. For details, visit our stores in Douglas, Ramsey and Port Erin or click shaw.com. Love being Shaw. Terms and conditions apply.